This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us this week, and I'm excited about our topic. I know I say that every week, but I am excited about our topic because it's something that I know that somewhere in this half hour, even though we've talked about this topic, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn something. Yeah. You know? Uh, we, we, get a, we get a bonus every week as we learn something sitting here as we're talking about it. So that's a bonus for us. Yeah, well, we prepare and we talk about what we're going to talk about, but you know, God kind of takes it where He takes it. Yeah, and you know, invariably, we all learn something. Yeah, we constantly are coming up with something new in here and the actually on the air than we did in the room before we came in, for sure. Yeah, and then we forgot about everything we were going to say before we came in. So (laughs) I guess that's a trade-off. But uh, today's topic, Dennis, do you want to kind of share a little bit about what today's topic is? Yeah, you know, we talk about going to boot camps a lot. I remember one of the first boot camps I went to, and they started talking about my place in the larger story. And my first question was, what are you talking about? Because I really didn't get that at all. And as I was telling Sam recently when we were talking about that, we, we speak about your place in God's larger story, but that that seems to leave still a lot of questions. And I even sit here today with questions sometimes about, well, what does that really mean in our day-to-day lives? Does it mean that we live our lives differently because we understand we're in a larger story? Does it mean that does it mean that we we do things differently in our walk in life? Does it mean that we're more than just a little blip on the radar screen and fairly insignificant in that larger story? So there's a lot of questions, I think, that we we seek and we go to God to. And I just thought it would be good to talk about that today for a little while. Yeah, when I first went to my first boot camp, um, my eyes were really kind of open to the larger story, quite honestly. I mean, I, I knew, you know, some of the stories that they share that, you know, there was, there was life before us, there's life after us. But yeah, I really appreciated when John wrote in Wild at Heart that, you know, life comes at us like we come to a movie 45 minutes late. We know something important's going on, but you don't really know all the players and all the things that's happening. And that's the way most of life seems like most of the time is just trying to catch hold of what's going on in life. You know, and what that larger story does is it gives us perspective. Yeah. You know, that there was a battle raging on before we ever got here, right? And so many days we live our lives like there's not even a battle out there. All those scriptures full of warning us about the battle. You know, Paul yeah. does it quite a bit in Ephesians, lots of other places. It's all about spiritual warfare. And a lot of that, that larger story is living with a larger perspective. Yeah, so one of the clips I wanted to share to get us started, I guess everybody in the world has probably seen Forrest Gump by now at least once. This scene is when uh, Lieutenant Dan was confronting Gump when they got to the hospital when they when they were coming out of the Vietnam War, and Forrest had saved Lieutenant Dan, but Lieutenant Dan was not happy about that at all because he felt like Forrest had messed with his destiny. So it talks a lot about... Uh, how someone may see their life in a smaller way. Now, 
you listen to me. We all have a destiny. Nothing just happens. It's all part of a plan. I should have died out there with my men. But now, I'm nothing but a cripple, a legless freak. Look, look, look at me. You see that? Do you know what it's like not to be able to use your legs? Well, yes, sir, I do. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? You cheated me. I had a destiny. I was supposed to die in the field with honor. That was my destiny. And you cheated me out of it. <sighs> Do you understand what I'm saying, Gump? This wasn't supposed to happen. Not to me. I had a destiny. I was Lieutenant Dan Taylor. You still Lieutenant Dan. Look at me. What am I gonna do now? What am I gonna do now? Not even thinking about the larger story at the moment. If you were sitting in a room with Lieutenant Dan, what would your immediate thoughts be? You know, I mean, because he's acting like his life's completely over, right? Yeah, because he had lost both of his legs at, right. at the knees, I think. And uh, he pretty much figured life was over. He had a, I don't know if you remember or not, but there was a little part in there earlier, I think, where he had a family history of guys getting killed in the war that served in these different wars that they showed. So, He's like, he's like, my life is over, and now I have to keep living it when I should have just died out there on the battlefield. He thought that, that Gump had basically messed up everything as far as his destiny was concerned, which I think happens to us a lot sometimes. Yeah, I think if we're sitting there with, with Lieutenant Dan, I know my thoughts would be, well, your life's not over. There's so much more you can go do. You know, maybe there's some good you can use this come from this. You know, I think that even though I'm not the biggest fan of Forrest Gump, um, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that scene, and I do like the fact that the one that he's complaining to is a, is a guy in the movie that couldn't use his legs. Yes, you know when he was younger. If you haven't seen Forrest Gump, sorry, but you know, go watch it. You know, and he has to learn how to walk. You know, he's he's got his own type of uh, handicap that he's dealing with. You know, and he has to learn to overcome it. And so the one guy that he's kind of complaining to has already walked in his shoes yeah so to speak and i think that the other thing that happens and rodney we may see this when you start to get another glimpse is he had some he had some rough spots after that but ultimately he ended up uh having a pretty good life he got married came to gump's wedding when he married uh Gosh, and now I'm forgetting the girl that Jenny. was a Jenny. How could you forget <laughs> Jenny? But his life turned out a lot different because there was, he might have had a destiny, but it was different than what he was seeing. There was a bigger, there was a larger story. And that's very hard for us to see because we are all mired in what we see in the mirror every day, <clears throat> what we're going through. So when in here, when he's talking about death, right? The Bible talks about death in a different way, but it's death to self. That's very hard. We can't do it. We can't die to ourselves totally. We are just human. We we 
do something for somebody else. We think about the larger story. I put you guys before me. You put me before you. But then, oh yeah, I do. I go do a selfish act and I think about myself again. And where am I at? Woe is me. And we constantly are in that battle. That's that battle behind the scenes that we don't see. It just keeps happening, and we have to have each other as a band of brothers to help us see that in each other. And you guys have done that for me so much, and it's so wonderful. And I can't help but I'm currently reading Luke, and our pastor's going through John right now. And so we're in the gospel heavy, and I just laugh all the time because Peter just cracks me up because he never gets anything other than the one question, who do you say I am? And he says, you are the Christ. Other than that, he gets everything wrong all the time, and they argue about who's the greatest. And I mean, they lived with Jesus, and they don't know. They don't get it. Feel it's okay for us not to get it. I remember years ago when I went to a Christian counselor, and he assigned me a, a, he said, I want you to do something. I want you to uh, go home and read everything you can find about Peter and the Bible. And I came back, and I said, so what you're trying to say is I'm as stupid as he is? (laughs) Because, yeah, that's all he got out of all of it. And he was walking along there, but uh, he wasn't seeing the larger story. Yeah, and and yet Jesus says that's the rock, right, that he's (laughs) going to. Have the so there's hope. Well, I um, wanted to get to this other clip before we go to break because it's a different perspective. You know, you got Lieutenant Dan's, which I had my destiny cast before I was even really born. You know, if I come into this world as a boy, I'm going to die like my dad did. I'm going to die like my grandpa did in war. You know, and so from his little, time that he's littlest, that's been his belief, it seems like, his whole life. All right, well, now, don't you want to set up this other clip and we can go ahead and play it? It's your other clip that you had. Yeah, it was a movie that I haven't seen yet. I have to confess, it's about a guy named David Gale. The scene that I like, though, he was a philosophy professor is what it looked like, and he was talking to the students about life in general, and really what he got to was, you know, we have these fantasies and these goals and these things that we may be looking for in our, even a guy or a girl, and but when it comes down to it, we never get that really satisfied because once that goes away, then it's then it's nothing. So, do we have time to go through all that? I think we do. Is it okay. over two minutes? Do you remember? A little bit over, yeah. Oh, then we'll do it when we come back. So, because we're just at two minutes before break, so we'll okay. have you set that up briefly again after break. But this whole perspective of larger story, I want you to think about it for a minute. What would Lieutenant Dan's life been like if Forrest wasn't there? Right, yeah. because Forrest was the difference maker in that movie. To Dan's life, he never judged Dan. He just loved him through all his weird behavior, you know, through all of his brokenness, you know. And so you look at that and you say, okay, well, Forrest was, a, at least in Dan's case, was in the larger story. Yeah. He was just loving him through it, you know. And, and for us, you know, when we talk about the larger story, it's getting away. We all have to deal with small story items. We have to deal with bills that have to be paid, you know, and they got to be paid. We got to be able to be able to pay rent we got to be able to pay the light bill things like that we got to put food on the table all those types of things and those are real issues but we can also fill our life with just the smallness of those because you know what no matter how much i've struggled at times in the past somehow i always had food yeah and when, <laughs> when you talk about forest and the way that that was looked at too if you think about it in the movie all these things he did but all Forrest ever was doing was putting one foot in front of the other and doing the next thing. Right. And in most cases, if not all, it was the next right thing, and those things would become big. And I think sometimes when we hear larger story, we think, well, I have to have this grand place 
in the scheme of things, and you and I were talking about it before the show, what we were talking about as a group, how sometimes it's just that one guy that the Lord wants you to work with and deal with, and that's a part of the larger story, but we don't see it or we miss it because we think it's supposed to be some grand thing that we are doing when God is using us to do the next thing a lot of times, what may be the next right thing, and that's our part in the larger story is to do that thing. Right, and it may just be with that one person. It may just be with that one thing, but it may make all the difference in the world. And honestly, for generations to come. Speaking of things that make a difference, go register for the upcoming boot camp. You know, I know we talk about that a lot, but I can promise you God's got something special there for you. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now, coming up November 7th through 10th. Robbie Dillmore here, and you know, I've developed a real soft spot for my pillow. <laughs> and if you've been waiting for the lowest price ever offered on my pillow, it's arrived. With their patented interlock fill system, American made guaranteed not to go flat. And believe me, I've had mine for over five years now and it hasn't. Fully machine washable, six day money back guarantee, and a simple four question filling process. Right now, get a two pack of My Pillow Premiums for only $69.99. That's right, only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. Dial 1 800 942 9613 or use the promo code. Code get truth at mypillow.com. You too could have a soft spot for my pillow at only $34.99 a pillow. $69.98 for two. Call 800 942 9613 or go to mypillow.com and don't forget use that promo code get truth. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Remember that song from the Patch Adams movie that we often use clips from when he's driving up in the mountains, probably because he's driving up in the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is my home. But the lyrics there really got me because George Harrison was saying, tell me what is my life without your love? Tell me who am I without you? And I think at that time in his life, he really wasn't talking about a woman. Mm -mm. He was talking about a God. Now, I'm not convinced that George knew the true God necessarily. He had become very spiritual. But what he was talking about is what is my life without your love, without you around? So it's kind of this journey that we're on in this larger story. And I thought that's why those lyrics were pretty relevant to our topic. And before we went to break, Dennis, you were mentioning, you know, and we talked a little bit about in lieutenant dan's life 
You know, if Forrest's only big picture item was to love Lieutenant Dan and make a difference in his life, generations from then on are affected. Because to your point, in the movie, he goes on, has a family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? You know, and so we can never downplay. You know, another way of looking at larger story versus smaller story. I remember as a, a new parent getting so frustrated when my kids would act up in a restaurant. You know, and I think it's the end of the world. Oh, no, you know, everybody's judging me. And, you know, my reactions to my kids weren't always what they should have been. Right. If I would have lived with a larger story perspective in that or had that at that point, would have realized it's more important. Yes, I may have to say something to them. I may have to discipline with them. But the, the more important thing of making sure they know how much I love them their whole life, how proud I am of them, that's the larger story. That's the bigger thing right you know and you want them to when they leave you you know and they go off on their own to have the confidence of a parents that love them deeply yeah that believed in them you know and i don't think that you know that that time in the restaurant or those 20 times in the restaurant really would have made that big a difference but i could do a lot of damage during those times yeah and seeing your relationship with your two sons in particular i think they got that message well, I still got to work on it every day because I still got to have a larger story perspective. Um, let's go ahead and play the second clip you'd set up a little bit. Won't you just give us yeah, a Yeah, let me just shorten again. it. He's, he's teaching a philosophy class, and what he's really getting at, and listen to this and see if you get that. I think what he's trying to get at is it's maybe it's more about the journey than the ultimate destination. What is it that you fantasize about? World peace? Thought so. Do you fantasize about international fame? Do you fantasize about winning a Pulitzer Prize? Or a Nobel Peace Prize? An MTV Music Award? Do you fantasize about meeting some genius hunk, ostensibly bad, but secretly simmering with noble passion? I'll take two. What was that? I'll take two. Kimberly will take two. You get Lacan's point. Fantasies have to be unrealistic because the moment, the second that you get what you seek, you don't, you can't want it anymore. In order to continue to exist, desire must have its objects perpetually absent. It's not the it that you want, it's the fantasy of it. So desire supports crazy fantasies. Sorry. This is what Pascal means when he says that we are only truly happy when daydreaming about future happiness. Or why we say the hunt is sweeter than the kill or be careful what you wish for. Not because you'll get it. Because you're doomed not to want it once you do. So the lesson of Lacan is living by your wants will never make you happy. What it means to be fully human is to strive to live by ideas and ideals and not to measure your life by what you've attained in terms of your desires, but those small moments of integrity, compassion, rationality, even self-sacrifice. Because in the end, the only way that we can measure the significance of our own lives is by valuing the lives of others. What is it? I had philosophy 101, and I can tell you that... uh I believe what Steve Martin once said, you know, one philosophy class is enough to mess you up for the rest of your life if you pay attention to it, all of it. But what he was getting at there was kind of interesting. 
I thought, because he was he was talking about how we often seek things in a worldly way in our lives. We have these fantasies or these dreams, and I had them younger about a, having having a woman that was a beautiful woman, or having this job, or having this car, and all these things. And it, what I was hearing there is we often get in a place in a in the world if we become too much of the world where that becomes our drive and it never really satisfies us and i think it never really satisfies us oftentimes because it's not a larger story it's what's in the here and now and what we can have in the here and now and as harold was talking about a while ago we're not backing up and seeing that bigger picture of loving your sons or me loving my daughter when our marriage split up and letting her know that she was a loved child even though she was a product of a broken marriage there's different things that seem very small to us when we when we when we look at them up close and then we come back, Harold, and we see a much different picture. Yeah, I was talking about what I thought was a beautiful illustration of that from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, they're in an art gallery and standing back away from this picture hanging on the wall, you see this beautiful landscape and they keep moving closer and closer to the point where you see that it's not a painting with strokes but of dots, individual little dots, and they're separated. And I think that when the devil gets us to look at the picture, when we're up too close to it, we see how small and insignificant we are. But if we back off, then we see that we are a part of a larger story and a necessary part because you start removing the dots, you no longer have a picture. Yeah. And so the larger story is something that we're a part of, and we need to choose to act accordingly. To me, that's the beauty of the larger story. But another thing that happens with me, uh, Max Lucado has a great book titled It's Not About Me. I got reminded of that constantly by my sweetheart when I would start getting aggravated at traffic. She'd say, it's not about you, which is true. It's about what we can do that God needs for us to do because he has a plan for all of us. You know, I want to touch on the fact that having passions are God-given, right? It's just what are those passions? Are we chasing worldly passions? Are we chasing godly passions? Because God does put things in our heart that are very important. He, he lays a foundation of something in us that we want to go do because we know it's the right thing to go do. And it's uniquely different to each one of us. And then, you know, in that illustration of that painting, you know, each one of those dots, you could say, well, what happens if you pull this one dot out? Well, part of the picture has gone yeah. to never be replaced because none of them are identical. I have an example. Something happened to me a couple of months ago that just blew me away. You know, I, you know, I had passions for music, for broadcasting, for doing different things. And we, we talked about that, I think some last week, but, uh, I wanted all these things and I was getting these things when I was younger, the cars and the suits and everything that went with it, but was terribly unhappy most of the time when it came down to it. Uh, as you know, I'm on the radio. I play some Christian music every day. Had a guy call me a couple of months ago in the afternoon. He said, Dennis, you don't know me, but I listen to you every day. He said, I just came out of Brenner Children's Hospital. I've got a teen up there that's going through some issues with cancer and we're not sure how it's going to be. And I just wanted to call you because I listen to you every day and I'm just so encouraged. You're so positive. And I've heard your story about you uh, having the stroke 
and surviving the stroke and what God did for you. And he said, I just needed, I just needed some positive, encouraging uh, information coming to me this afternoon. So I turned on the radio and I was listening to you. Well, that blew me away. And I don't say that as an egotistical thing. I was almost on the floor crying because I thought, you know, that's it. It's just reaching that one guy that says, I needed to hear something positive today, and you do that, and that's why I listen to you. And all that stuff that happened before with me, uh, that just got me to be able to do this. And it just it just floored me, and I, that's not the first time that's happened. And it blows me away when you see that part of it, and you think, God, you do have me here for a reason. I just didn't get it for so long because I'm such a knucklehead at times. But it was it was so positive. And that's what I love about that clip that you just played. And Jesus Christ is the antithesis of the philosophy behind that clip. The mm-hmm. philosophy says, oh, it's about the chase and all this other stuff. And once you get it, you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Christ is exactly the opposite. We're all chasing after him and everything else is going to come up short until you get Christ. And once you have Christ, all you do is want him more, more and more. And you can't get enough. And us that are in Christ understand that. And boy, do we just want that for everybody else. And it's just, you know, people wonder why us Christians are out there, you know, talking and saying and doing the things that we do to try to bring people to Christ. It's because we know how wonderful we have it in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, just the chase. It is the destination. Getting Jesus Christ is what it's all about because then your whole life after that is going to be a different journey. It is going to be a completely different story. Yeah. So has there been ever one belonging that you've got that you've stayed completely satisfied with? You'd say, wow, I've really arrived. My life's complete now that I got this house or I got this car or I got this CD or whatever it was. You know, it it doesn't. It doesn't last. It's not Mm -hmm. fruitful. And there's nothing wrong with wanting things. It's just the perspective. It's living with a kingdom perspective. You know, I think I know all you guys really well. And I think without a doubt, each of you would rather have somebody stand up at the time that, you know, you're to give your eulogy and talk about how you made a huge impact in their life more than you'd want anything else said. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that God puts us in those situations. If we can just help one person, boy, how honoring is that? That God allows us to do it. You know, Dennis, I know for you, and part of your story coming from the mission, I mean, how cool would that be for you if God in, had somebody in mind that he partnered you with that he allowed you to be a part of making the difference? Yeah, and just being able to go back there, and when you really look at it, how humbling that was, and, and uh, something that 20, 30 years ago, if you'd have said, you'll end up at the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission, I would say, well, you're nuts, man, not unless I'm talking to somebody or something but he put me there for a reason and it might have been to help that guy that's sitting there you know and we just barely scratch the surface on this topic like we do lots of weeks and so who knows we may revisit it next week we may not know. whatever god lays on our heart but what i do want to lay on your heart is two things one ask god to show you how often the enemy tries to pull you out of the bigger picture and put you into the smaller story and fight that fight this week and try to say, God, what do you have for me that's on the big picture? What is it? Who's that person you want me to work with? Who are you calling me to love differently this week? And go do that because that's going to make the difference in somebody's life. Yeah. Talk, to, talk with you next week. Excited to find out what the topic is when you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register for the boot camp. <laughs>